0: Good morning, my friends, and welcome to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Bercher, and I'm your guide back into life after codependency, after narcissistic abuse, childhood emotional neglect, or even just the the fact that you might be a people pleaser. You might be a toxic accommodator. You might give people too much latitude in your world, or boundaries are a scary thing. Well, I'm here to make boundaries easy. I'm here to make relationships I'm here to help you rather make relationships more simple in your life. And today's episode directly relates to that because we're going to be exploring the formula that creates reliable and consistent happy relationships in our life, not just with other people, but with ourself and with life, with purpose and with prosperity and expansion we desire in our lives. So we're going to get in that into that today. Before we do that, I'm going to share this out real quick to the community online. So if you're looking for additional guidance, support, tools in your journey back to knowing, loving, and being who you are, creating relationships after codependency, and actually enjoying your life, come join us. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. Check out the rules link to make sure that the group and the way it works is aligned with what you need and you value in your world, and then come join us, and let's watch you expand and grow in your own well-being and happiness. So I'm going to click the button, get that shared out now. <clears throat> Hi, good morning. Yesterday, we launched the five-day workshop, so we're in the middle of that. The next class will be starting here in about 40 minutes. So we're, we're going to have some fun this week with videos and trainings and stuff like that. We're also just under two weeks to the launch of the Codependency Healing System, so make sure you get your seat in that. Um, What's called income aware pricing is available. So check that out above. Check that out. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. All right, let's jump into today's topic. So, the formula for creating happy, lasting relationships. One of the things I struggled most with in my exit from codependency was actually how to have healthy, secure, relationships of any kind. A relationship romantically, or a relationship platonically, friendship-wise, a relationship with myself, a relationship with life, with purpose, with money, with prosperity, with health. So when I say relationship, I'm talking about everything we relate to. So this is a formula for happy, healthy relating with ourselves and with life and others. And that struggle I had there was because my relationship model was built on the premise of obedience, conformity, and other people's satisfaction. It wasn't really designed to create connection. It wasn't designed to create comprehension of each other, understanding of each other. It didn't include or care about empathy. It didn't care about um, emotional intimacy and vulnerability. It cared about what I call the benefit. So a lot of times in reality, we encounter two types of relationships in our world. We have what's called benefit-centered relationships, and then we have what's called con- connection-centered relationships. Benefit-centered relationships are about the outcome. I get into the relationship to get the thing. These are typical, typically transactional relationships where we're seeking an, uh, a benefit, a result That benefits us, or they're seeking a result that benefits them. A lot of times, we enter relationships with this idea of the benefit. What do I get out of this? We're not really oriented towards connection. We're oriented towards that outcome. This is a common thing we do all the time. This is not just codependency. It's not um, just narcissistic or unhealthy relationships. It's a it's a human thing. We're looking for outcomes in things. And so especially if we live in a system that te- that's market-based, we learn how to be very transactional very early on. So we we deal with that. We have the the benefit-centered relating where we're seeking an outcome. And once we get our cookie, we get the outcome, we're done. We, we really don't want to engage with that anymore. Connection-centered relationships are very different. They're not about outcome. They're about reciprocation with each other. They're about what kind of experience do we have as we share with each other, as we get to know and comprehend and understand each other. This is where love, intimacy, connection, attachment are developed because we're more interested in being with the person and that person's more interested in being with us because of who we are, because of chemistry and connection and interest and a sense of fulfillment and fit that we have together. So yes, in connection-centered relationships, there are benefits we gain. But we're not doing the relationship to get the benefit. We're doing the relationship because we enjoy the person. And they enjoy us. So it's more person-centric than just outcome-centric that way. And that was my big struggle. I didn't understand this. I was raised in a culture and a family system that was very much benefit-centered relating. It's like, hey, you do this, you get that. It's very transactional. It's like I go to the store, I give them a dollar, I get a donut. Boom. So there wasn't a lot of love. There wasn't a lot of presence. There wasn't a lot of personage, like personhood alive in the connection there. I can give you an example of what was weird in my growing up. I didn't, I I have like four or five distinct memories of my parents spending any concrete time with me, just being with me. And this last weekend I was with, um, spending some time with my daughter and she was upstairs in a room and I just went upstairs, laid down on the bed and we just talked about life. Uh, My son and I, we went for some walks talking about life. We're just there because we like each other, care about each other. That's connection. Whereas in my experience, it's more like, oh, you did the chores, here's your praise. Oh, you did this, here's your praise. There wasn't a lot of interest in who I was. Not a lot of time was spent in just being with me. That's it's a lot of times what we're looking for is we're looking for an experience of time and attention being invested into us. Because that's how we feel a sense of connection with someone else. That's how we experience their sense of value of us, how they value the relationship they have with us. Well, as I grew up and moved into my adulthood, I encountered connection-centered relating. And it was a serious challenge to begin to understand what this was because it required a completely different understanding about myself and about how relationships function for in the world and fun, well, how happy healthy relationships function. <laughs> and through a lot of trial, a lot of error, and a lot of curiosity and discover, discovery, I found a formula that makes this a lot easier for us to navigate, especially for those of us that have dealt with narcissistic abuse, we've dealt with neglect, we are compensating or coping in life with codependent behaviors. This formula makes relationships a lot simpler and a lot less complicated. And I call it the what how, who, method or formula? So, three. Comp- well, it's got four components. It's got the what, the how, the who, and then the result that these create. So it's an equation. So if I take what I want, add it, and then plus how I want that, and then plus who I'm with, I'm going to get a particular outcome. Give you an example of this in real life. I'm a person that enjoys a lot of quiet and a lot of peace and uh, and my own sense of discrete space that is a what like that the what is there is i have my own sovereign discrete space and time to just do me be me how that works is mean literally means i have my own space i have my own time and that a high level of close proximity during that time and space where i want my proximity is very um, Activating for me. it causes a lot of anxiety because I feel like I'm being encroached on. So, I've been in relationships where this what and this how, meaning I need space and time just for me, caused a lot of pain and confusion for the person I was in relationship with. So, that's how this equation is working here. What I needed was space, how I needed space was my own discrete physical space and alone time for a period of time. And then these two things, this what and how about how my need worked, plus this person created anxiety and distress for them, and anxiety, shame, and guilt for me. Does that make sense? Let me know in the comments if this, if my description here is working. This is important, because when we look at relationships through this equation, then we can start to discern compatibility. So as I got to know myself more, I start, started to trust and see and feel the legitimacy of my my need which was i wanted discrete space and trusting the validity of how that worked for me then i could discern who was compatible with that need and who was not so now i didn't have to change what i wanted i didn't have to change how it worked i i just simply had to find people and build relationships with people that understood that, that valued that, that might even have the same thing or a similar thing. So it meant, so it wasn't interferent to them. In other words, with a different person, I got a different result. I got someone well, like in my current relationship, she's fine with it. She's happy with you. She's great. She likes to have that too. That's the cool part. That's compatibility. This equation of, who plus what plus how equals result, allows us to discern what's going on in our relationship, see what needs adjusting, and see if we're even fundamentally compatible. Because a lot of times people get into a relationship of some sort, whether it's with life, whether it's with themselves or another person, and they try to make it work. But the result is frustration, it's anxiety, it's panic, it's depression, it's exhaustion because the they're not compatible. What we want and how we want is not compatible with whom we're choosing to have the relationship with. See, that's that's why we have why I created this. It allows us to see what's working. It also allows us to determine that compatibility. It's like, okay, this person really works well here. But it doesn't work well here. Okay, so now I know I can have a friendship with this person, but not maybe um, a romantic relationship or a business relationship with them. They work best in this area. So we start to see where people fit in our world and where we fit in theirs. That way we're not trapped in the all-or-nothing, black-and-white thinking of codependency, that everything should work, and that if we apply just enough work, just enough time with this person, place, or thing, it'll magically work. That's not how it actually functions. We are different. We all have our individuality. So we have our own different kinds of shapes, how things work, the way they work, why we want them, and how those mix and match with people are going to create different outcomes for us. So using this formula of what, how, who equals a result gives you the ability to discern that compatibility. Because it's compatibility that you find joy through, You find peace through, you find chemistry, you find passion, you find love, you find that lasting, reliable warmth and care between you and the other person, place, and thing, or thing that you're relating to. So I want to put this in context of purpose, too, because I really enjoy teaching about the idea of purpose. So a lot of times what, how, who is used in creating a relationship with another human being. But purpose is about a relationship with yourself and life. In other words, what do I create? What, do I, um, what impact do I want to have in the world around me? That's purpose. Now, purpose, a lot of times for people, is driven by what's outside of them. Ah, my purpose is to build a company. My purpose is to build a product. It's, it's to, to have a great job or to do this or that. So it's an externalized event rather than something that's internally oriented. So like I grew up and came into contact with my own emotional wisdom and my own innate value, my own true voice, like we talked about in the previous uh, episodes. I started to find that purpose was governed by what I valued, what mattered to me internally that I wanted to experience and share. So... Now, the way that translates is, is my what is my purpose, or my what is the value I want to contribute to the world. Then the how becomes the external mechanism. Like, is it a business? Is it a video? Is it a book? Is it just me creating something, or is it me going out and having some fun? And then who that impacts. Is that a person? Is it a place? Is thing? Is it all of those things? And that, the result I get from that is whether it could be fulfillment, it could be joy, it could be peace, it could be more direction, or it could be frustration if it's not aligned. The what, how, who method is very powerful in aligning us back with life. Because a lot of times for the for us, codependency, we live with emptiness, we live with frustration, we live with doubt, we live without a sense of purpose or meaning. And when we connect to our innate value, our true voice, and we start to really know ourselves, then we can plug in this equation of what we want to create in the world, how that works, and who we want to impact. Suddenly, we are experiencing the fulfillment of purpose in our life. So this formula can set you up for a lot of success, both in your personal relationships and friendships, and in your personal life and professional life. That's what it means to build a relationship in life. It's not just with others. It's with yourself, and it's with life. So that's the formula, guys. What, how, who equals a result. Start looking at your relationships today and start going, wow, what do I want? How does it work? And when I bring that need or want to this person, what is the result that's created with them? Is it fulfilling Is it satisfying? Is it safe? Or is there something missing? Is there something that needs to be improved or changed? Because sometimes we can tweak it a little bit and we'll get the result. And sometimes we find out it just doesn't work with that person, that place, or that thing. And let that teach you because that's where you're going to discover more of the compatibility you deserve in your life and you're going to experience much, much more fulfillment. This is what I teach you. We spend 12 weeks... the codependency healing system, understanding the what-how-who formula, and building in the necessary components to make that happen for you. That includes learning how to communicate effectively, regulate and build secure attachment, how to navigate conflict, and how to identify trustworthy, safe people to start building relationship with. So come join us to master these things in the codependency healing system. Enrollment is open. We're just under two weeks to the start of class. Link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. And then let's see what you create in your world as you thrive beyond codependency. Thank you guys for being here today. I appreciate you. I will see you guys in our next episode. Have a great day.